0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Dirt podcast. My name is Hunter Slifka, project coordinator and Neil Schaefer, project coordinator for Silver Creek. Um, We've been cracking away talking about a lot of different practices and and things we do at the office here. But um, sometimes it it just kind of boils down to the the why and the how we can get as much done as we can. I know when we go to a lot of meetings, we have other peers and other co workers are always um asking what's the secret what what do you guys do up there that that sets you guys apart or how do you get all this stuff done well it's it's kind of a long answer there's a lot of different things that go into it um but i guess one one kind of component of it that we wanted to kind of uh talk about today was the community involvement and being present in your community um and and showing that you are committed to helping out that other organizations or different parts of of your community and not just I show up to work at eight o'clock, I do my work, I leave at 430 and you never see me again, because I mean, honestly, a lot of our, um, landowners, a lot of our operators that we work with, we're on other boards with, we see them out, um, uh, eating dinner at different places. I mean, different things like that, um, that go a long ways and, and start to create those conversations. So, um, that's where we kind of wanted to get started today. And, uh, we're both on, on a lot of different boards or organizations or, or do a lot of different things. Um, and so I guess, Neil, I'll let you kind of take off um, and then just kind of maybe talk about some of the, the most important ones and then we can kind of keep on going through and, and list off all the boards you're a part of because there's not just one or two, is there? No, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've
1: told you that right from the get-go is, you know, it's, it's not an eight to 4.30 job. I mean, if that's what you want, I think there's applications at Quickstart. Um, you need to be part of your community. You need to be visible so that people see you um, and not just give them a cold call because, hey, we want you to build a waterway. Hey, we want you to plant cover crops. They, they need to see you as a part of the community. And as far as like other organizations, they're looking for volunteers. I mean, they're, it, they're just bending over backwards for to get people to involve, especially younger people. Um, I've recruited for a lot of the different committees and boards that I'm on and it's just like kind of recruiting people to come work here or internships and things like that um, you want those people involved so I got And it's not easy getting on these I mean, it's easy getting on the boards, but sometimes thinking that you should be on a board or why it's important I remember um, back when I was first asked to join the Farm Bureau board um, and that was back in 1990 and um, there was two farmers from the northern part of the county, John Kruger and Bill Getch, and uh, they honestly stopped by the farm three different times. And you know, I was busy farming, melting cows with my parents, and um, we had a big herd of sheep and different things like that. So I wasn't really looking to fill my free time with anything other than you know going out on the weekends and going to movies and stuff. But they said how important it was for the organization to have somebody involved. And I thought, well, all right. So I reluctantly um, got on the board. Um, made my first mistake. I never missed a meeting that first year. So instantly, I got to become an officer. I think I think I was secretary after the first year as a director.
0: Usually, it's the opposite. If you if you miss a meeting, then yeah, all of a sudden I, you get elected as a higher hierarchy position. That's that's
1: always a joke that we say for all those that show up. <laughs> but anyway, um, what it what it did was. Um, For our county, I mean there was representatives from every township on the board and it really got me to where I got to know people and then we worked membership and um, you go door to door kind of doing that which honestly was kind of prepping me for doing uh, work to um, encourage people to do cover crops and stuff because honestly what we're doing is is a marketing. We're marketing a product and an idea and that's kind of what um, my first involvement with Farm Bureau was and with that, you know, the sky's the limit on anything. You, you make of it what you will. Um, and you can, you do the bare minimum or you can really use it to your advantage and, and uh, really, really contribute. So, um, you know, I got a lot of uh, accolades with Farm Bureau and did a lot, um, served on some state boards even, some regional boards. And I uh, got to go on some national trips and some international trips. So, um, volunteership, on um, a lot of these communities can really lead um, a long way, and it can eventually lead to a trip to Spain or the Netherlands or Germany and things like that. So, um, so that was my first board that I was involved with. So, what about you? What was your yeah, first um, entrance? I guess
0: since you're on the Farm Bureau um, kick, um, I just wanted to put a quick comment. Um, I also served a little bit on the the Farm Bureau board with Neil. He kind of recruited me, um, and Farm Bureau does do a very good job of of putting you out in front of um your peers especially obviously we're working with farmers and farm bureau obviously it goes hand in hand but when you're out working membership and stuff like that you're doing exactly what we do here at the office just like you said you're out there talking to other farmers trying to sell a product which is what we're doing if we're trying to do cover crops or stream bank or crp whatever it is that's the product we're trying to deliver but if you just walked up to a farmer said hey here you go here's here's crp figure it out yourself are they gonna do it probably not Mm-hmm. But if you went out there and you tried to deliver it give that salesman speech or elevator speech, whatever it may be, now they're going to be more inclined to actually want to do it. And, and Farm Barrel really gave you the training and gave me a lot of that training um, as far as like lobbying part of it, obviously when um, they're going to send you down to the capital or send you out to DC, they're, they have their trained professionals who are training you on what to talk about, how to deliver it, um, the different um, recipes to success that way. And so. Um, Farm Bureau does invest a lot of um, time and effort in that sort of range. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yeah, I w- I'm pretty excited um, to talk about the next organization and that's the fire department. Um, you said that you had a couple gentlemen that came up and asked you um, to be on the board, not once, not twice, but three times. Um, and sometimes that's what it takes to, to get you out there. And obviously they knew who, who they wanted to get when they are coming multiple times. And so that kind of the same thing happened to me um, with the fire department um, our chief Neil Staplecamp came over a few different times um, while I was mowing lawn and just said hey would you ever be interested and I said that, "Well, why I had just moved back um, after college and stuff and I was like well I I don't really know I've never really thought about it don't really think I have much time um, and then he came back the next year and asked again and I was like oh, I don't know I go at the time it was soon-to-be fiance was moving back and I was like "Well, I I don't know. I think I got a pass again. I don't think it's going to work out. I'm just really too busy. And then finally the third time he came and asked Siddharth, I'll, I'll give it a try. We had a pretty good slug of other um, recruits that were coming on board, like Chaz Malik, Hover, um, Brad McKenna, all those kind of guys, Marshall Rogney. And so um, it was a really good group of guys to come all together. It's not like I was just doing it by myself. And um, obviously since then, absolutely loved it. Went through all the training, all the testing, all that kind of stuff. Um, since been on for almost five going on five years, almost now. Um, and so it's time flies, uh, when you're having fun, but, um, the different things that you get to be a part of there even correlates our job. I mean, like the prairie burns and stuff, um, we kind of took that aspect on, um, obviously being able to make a lot of really good maps. A lot of times when the landowners would drop a map off for a prairie burn, it was their track map and a bunch of markers scribbled all over it and you couldn't read nothing and so, um. Kind of took that on upon myself to help try making some nice maps. So we know where we're going. There's roads on there, (laughs) um, landowners' names, phone numbers, that sort of thing. So, um, it's been a great organization and obviously the fire department does a lot of great things for this community and just being out there present, um, goes a long ways. And I'll never forget, uh, a few, uh, probably would have been two or three years ago. It was the morning of our pancake supper, actually. Um, and we had a fire call out there and, um, it was a grain bin fire. And so we actually had to, um, shovel out all the corn out of this grain bin and being the new guys, we had, so the new guys who haven't completed their full year of, um, of service yet, you're basically on, um, overwatch, you could say. And so we have our yellow helmets, so they know who we are and, and stuff like that and call us newbies or whatever they want to say, or they're hazing per se part of it. And, so we were the lucky winners who got to get in that grain bin and start shoveling out all this corn packs on gear on all that kind of stuff. Well, that was by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was on an air pack for two, three hours shoveling corn out and hotter and heck your feet are burning up and whatnot. And so that night we had wrestling practice and um, coaching the junior high at the time and I was just dead beat. I couldn't even hardly move and. I was basically telling everyone, Oh yeah, this is what we had to do today. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry if I'm not out running around like it normally am or wrestling with the guys and stuff like that. And, um, when we had the pancake supper that night, I had a couple of the athletes and their parents come in, they just thought that was the coolest thing ever that, mm-hmm. um, I was a fireman and, and doing that kind of stuff. And I had a call right before practice and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, being present in your community and, and giving back that way, um, that's probably one of my, uh, most fun organizations or or uh, things to do is, is uh, be in the fire department that way, so. Well, um, we've always looked to see how,
1: how is our involvement on these different committees and boards, how does that impact us at work? How does that um, help us do our job here? Big part of it is the leadership training that you get. Um, I know Farm is big on that. There's different, obviously the fire department's huge on leadership. It, it gets you out there and, um, And, uh, that ability to communicate with your community, which, um, my next group that I'm going to talk about that really helped me was, it's kind of a subcategory of farm beer, but it was called the uh, speaker Corps. Um, Aaron Putze was my advisor on that. And I think I was on that for about four years and they teach, I mean, that's like communication skills on roids. I mean, we did everything, which kind of reminded me of a leadership, um, watershed Academy where we went to where they teach you how to be interviewed on a radio obviously before a camera but uh, when I started that uh, speaker core and you know you, you get volunteer kind of get volunteered for it they kind of recruited me but um, you know I had a very difficult time getting up in front of someone and speaking let alone speaking for 10 20 for an hour or something in front of someone so that Um, And what Aaron did with with me on that was tremendous and it taught you not only speaking skills, but writing skills. So how to write a letter to the editor, how to write a newspaper article um, besides being interviewed on radio and television. So after four years of that practice, I I remember giving my my first speech or presentation. It was the Kiwanis and Osage and I had everything written down what I was going to say, I mean, word for word. And I think I would have gotten an award for speed reading. I think I've read the whole speech without taking a breath. And I was so nervous. And So then I'm like, well, this, this kind of sucked. I'm not going to do it this way. So then the next time I used postcards and I was like, I did that. And I was like, yeah, I kind of did that. Well, now it's pretty much everything's extemporaneous. You know, I just kind of get up. You got something in your head what you want to relay. Mm-hmm. And realize, um, I think the main thing with like even public speaking or giving a presentation is, there's people in the audience they are there because they want to learn something and you've got something to share with them. So once you get beyond that to know that, you know, you're not in front of a firing squad, I mean, they're there to listen to you. And one of the coolest uh, presentations I think I've ever given is we were at a water conference a few years ago and, uh, <clears throat> I was really nervous about it. I was like, you know, it's most of the, most of us are college professors giving these presentations. You got Matt Helmers and some of these uh, Tom Eisenhart and stuff in here. Here's Neil Schaefer. We're going to give a presentation on my watershed project and what what we've been doing is, is successful and how we're doing it. And so I'm like kind of pacing out outside in front there. And I'm always worried about the electronics. For some reason, I just got this phobia that my PowerPoint's not going to work, which I know 10 times it doesn't go off without a hitch. But anyway, so I get up there and I'm kind of fumbling up front and kind of, kind of thinking how this is going to go. And then I look up and the whole room is just like, hacked like sardines. They were like along the walls, along the back, standing room only. Probably the biggest turnout for any presentation that day. And I just took a deep breath and I was like, "Wait a minute. I mean, wow, that's pretty cool. They're here because I got something to share with them. So I better step up to the to the plate and deliver." So I hopefully I did a good job that day. But um, so that's pretty. That was probably one of my highlights. Um, the other one too. I got I remiss if I didn't mention. Um, our work with the Upper Iowa University has been tremendous the past few years. We had a lot of recruits there for interns and employees and they've got an outstanding conservation course there. And while Heiner was attending there, one of his courses, they were inviting um, people in the community that had uh, roles in conservation, whether it was county conservation or soil and water or um, NRCS and different things like that, so I, I got to speak there. and um, so. You know, obviously I was talking about all the stuff that Hunter and I were doing here in, in Cresco during the summers and stuff, and one guy came up afterwards and never met him before. It was this redhead kid comes up and I'm like starts asking me some questions and he's like, Would it be okay if we like if I came and ate lunch with you? And because Hunter had arranged with his advisor that we were gonna eat down cap chair. I said, Heck yeah, go for it. And so he came and here it was Sam Franz and and uh, he ended up Um, Being an intern in Mahaska County and then he came um, when there was an opening in Decorah for a project coordinator. um, He uh, applied for that and got that and we become good friends and we eventually recruited him to come here and work in Cresco. And now he's out in the big old state of Washington out in the northwest uh, doing bigger and better things um, as a soil conference for CS out there. But it's amazing just those involvements and one thing leads to another and you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, is this really worth my time or something? You don't really, you don't realize the impact you have on someone mm-hmm. until, you know, years down the road. And you're like, wow, that you kind of planted a grain of sand or seed there and uh, it sprouted. And, you know, you never know who you're going to inspire mm-hmm. to do things. And so I, that's a really good thing. So the communication skill thing, um, I think, is huge. And Speaker Core and Aaron putsey was a big part of that I ever I see him once in a while on Facebook and um, he's doing he's gone on from farm beer to do other um, commodity organizations and stuff and he had a Facebook post about how he was doing one of these uh, leadership things and I'm like kind of did a nice little comment in there and he's like hey that's pretty cool I remember those days back uh, back in the 90s when we were doing speaker court
0: mm-hmm. um, kind of along those same lines I was when you're talking about that a couple different organizations or groups that um, I had been a part of these last couple of years popped into mind. The one was, um, they're both Iowa State-led organization or <coughs> groups or whatever you want to call it, learning groups. The one was community leaders um, that Iowa State Extension put on. Um, it actually took a group of, of young individuals within Howard County um, and put us all together from different um, job facets, whatever it may be. Um, and we went around to each different community and had a meeting. So I want to say there's maybe six or eight Um, meetings that we had within a a year period of time um, and basically talked about all the things that either we do well or we struggle with in Howard County. And obviously the the housing was a big one, the job market, um, pay, that sort of thing. Um, All those things kind of came up and and were talked about. And then at the very end, we were trying to draw some conclusions or we're trying to find a way to market Howard County and and how to bring people in. Um, But it was a really good opportunity to sit down I think I was maybe the youngest one there, so I was kind of a little bit scary right away seeing all these, they're still younger folks, but older than I was, and guys that you kind of look up to as professionals and stuff like that. Uh, Being able to work with and and try to come up with some ideas and conclusions as to how we can keep propelling Howard County and and make it a better place. And then another one kind of off the side of it, um, which I just finished up, was that Land Stewardship Leadership Academy. Um, And that was really, really cool because There's a group of about 30 of us from the state of Iowa, um, project coordinators, NRCS employees, private sector. um, And it was kind of a a three-phase deal where we would do, um, we had a group of farmers that would would come on Zoom and would talk about what they do, their good, bad experiences, um, what they expect out of us as professionals. Um, We would learn from each other as far as putting like reflection ideas together. And then we also had some in-person meetings where we were able to get, um, face to face and learn some different things, be able to talk back and forth, bounce our ideas back off each other. Um, and it was a really good experience. I mean, we went through a lot of meetings and it was a lot of, um, zoom calls, a lot of homework that we had to do and stuff like that. But we basically learned from the beginning of agriculture, as far as why we started farming all the way to what we farm, how we do it, how it's evolved, the different, products that we produce, to marketing it, to conservation, water quality, I mean, the whole aspect from from beginning to end, and it could have easily been a full-on year college course. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't just a a brief little soil health cover crop training here and there. I mean, it hit everything, Um, and it was really, really impressive, I thought, because, I mean, everyone who was in this cohort, we called it, had some sort of expertise. Um, So like myself, I guess I would say I'm a a soil and water quality guru, you could say. But I didn't quite have 100% grasp on the whole marketing and the whole crop production part maybe. Um, You know some of it, enough to be dangerous or enough to keep that conversation moving with the farmer, but you don't always know the the nitty gritty details. And so um, Iowa State University and Iowa State Extension has definitely put together some really great groups and some different organizations. both back in your own community home County and also statewide that have been able to put these groups together and, and really being able to propel you and give you some more information that you need to, to be a, a trained professional or an excelled professional you know um, you know
1: obviously the leadership stuff is gonna come back and help us a lot um, but there's many ways you can get involved in your community and it doesn't have to be um, as a that was pretty intense. I I watched Hunter. You know, I had a lot of Zoom meetings. You had to read some books and different things like that. Um, but like I said, it was like a like a college course crashed into a. Um, I'm not sure how often you met, but um, it basically was basically once a week. Once a week. Wow, I mean, you either had a intense.
0: you either had a, a farmer led meeting once a week or you had your your Zoom reflection deal that you had to do once a week. So basically, mm-hmm. every week you had some sort of engagement or homework, you could say. So yep. It was it was quite a bit.
1: So there's, um, I don't know. Sometimes they, they talk about, um, high input, low, in, low expectations, or, you know, you kind of put them on a scale, but I know, I know he put a lot of effort into it, but he got a lot out of it mm-hmm. too. Um, it's, but you don't have to have some involvement where you're involved every week. Um, one of the things I've been doing for a very long time, and that's an election precinct official, I started my first, uh, election that I, um, worked at was the primary in 1986. And so through your county auditor's office, they're always looking for volunteers and they you get paid. So it's, it's volunteered to do it, but um, you're paid while you're there. Um, but so you've got all your elections, so they need workers to man the, 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 the poll place. Um, so I started, when I started, every township in the county had their own election spot. We met in a little one-room schoolhouse just down the road from our farm. And it was a lot of fun. There was five individuals on there. And unfortunately, the other four people that I served with have all passed away now. But they had served on the board since for like 40 or 50 years. And here now I've served on this board for 36 years. I think it's over 50 elections I've been um, an official at. and But what's nice about it is County auditors are always looking for someone to help volunteer because a lot of their workers are getting older or or, you know pass on different things like that or moving away and it's not that big of a commitment it's every other year you have a primary and a general election and then sometimes you got school board elections or city elections special bond issues like school buildings and stuff like that but what a great way to meet people in your community um sometimes like I'm not even sure where all these people live because you see them only on election day, but um, I know that helped me considerably. And then I actually helped like over in Elma and in Lion Springs. Then you start meeting a whole lot of other people. They get to meet you and see who you are. Um, you know, that's kind of like with the Farm Bureau. We, we ended up in the spokesman, which is a great. We might have to do a whole story on how how we do our I&E and, and stuff too. But anyway, so they, there's probably more people that know Hunter and I than we know. So this is another way, but what a great way to meet all the people in your community. And you're doing a great public service too. I know county auditors are looking for, I'm always like um, during the day every once in a while, someone will say, oh, I could do that. So I would jot their name off and hand it off to Julie Chapman, but um, so I've done that for 36 years, but what a great way to start meeting people in your community and it's not a huge time commitment other than it's a very long day on election day, but, it's just a great simple way um, you might not even think of it you may not only think of it when you go to vote it's like oh I wonder how they get to be that and it's like honestly it's volunteer I got I kind of got recruited because another board that I served on um, was uh, I was township clerk so um, especially these people who got watersheds in the rural area there's there's all different levels of government organization and one of the low the one no, I shouldn't say lowest one of the most grassroots organization is your township um, trustees and township clerk. So um, we had an individual that um, was leaving and um, I needed to replace them. So I think for probably eight years I was a township clerk. So we met once a year and we, we met to uh, levy uh, taxes for the fire department. Um, so we'd always, one, one meeting, well I guess it was two meetings here, one meeting here we'd go to the fire department, meet with all the firemen to kind of see what their needs were and different things like that. And then we would levy taxes for that It's a, a tax levying organization.
0: So now that there's, so there used to be a rural fire department and the city fire department. We've now since got rid of that, just mm-hmm. one fire department. You guys still do this? Mm-hmm. You still do? Yeah. You there's not yep. a rule technically? Mm-hmm.
1: Nope, because it's all, it's all based on those different townships. The Because, like, um, our township goes to, well, I don't know if it's the whole township. I think it might be split. Uh, It's split. So the north half goes to Lime Springs Fire Department. The south and east part goes to Cresco. But, yeah, so that's our goal is to kind of see what you guys do. And I think it was usually just the officers of the fire department. Vince Hornberger was the chief at the time when I was served on this. This was way back in the, this would have been, like, the late 90s up until 2000. Uh, Because what's crazy about it is when I came to work here, there wasn't a real big, um, I don't think it was written in in law for district employees, but there's something called the Hatch Act, which uh, government employees have to be careful about um, uh, doing certain things that are political. Um, But uh, district employees were kind of exempt from that. But just to not have the appearance of any conflict and... At the time, township clerks and trustees were either a D or an R, either you're the Democrat or Republican, which I see no reason why they had to. Well, obviously, about three years later, they did away with that. So I had already resigned my position on that when I came on board as a district employee. So I wouldn't have had to done that, which I think is ironic because the guy that took my place 20 years ago is ready to retire. And he's like, hey, you ready to have your job back. So, but once again, it's another aspect of, learning about your community. And I serve on another board that actually met last night. And what I said was when you're on some of these boards and stuff, you get to see the inner workings of what different organizations Mm -hmm. do and how they are funded and what their goals and missions are. And a lot of times, you know, obviously with our watershed projects, we have goals and missions and, um, just to watch how they do. And I've picked up a lot of ideas from some of these boards, especially with uh, grant writing skills and different things like that, that um, it's like, wow. And then they in turn pay more attention to what we're doing. So we'll be having our meetings and afterwards it's like, oh, hey, um, by the way, I've got this farm. That's kind of what that happened last night. We're going to talk about that. Um, one of the people that were on the board there likes to come outside. Hey, I got some, I got some other business I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one way of getting um, contact. but you gain uh, an understanding and respect for all these different organizations and groups and elected officials and different things that you don't really have just by walking down the sidewalk and minding your own business and going home after work because um, I have, I would have had no idea how a lot of this stuff. That's like farm bear. I knew we got a spokesman when I was young and I was like, if we needed hay, you'd look in the spokesman. But I had no idea that all the different things that they do and
0: in their involvement and
1: things. So that's another big part of being involved.
0: Yeah, and you said it when you were talking about it earlier. <coughs> um, when you're down in Elma and just having your having your name out there, being okay. public or having getting that recognition here and there. And I know a lot of times people don't like having that recognition. I know like we we like putting our nose down to the grindstone and working away, but sometimes it is beneficial just to have your name out there, have your phone number out there so people can say, Hey, I need to do this or this. Who should I call? Well, we're getting a pretty good persona where people understand or know who we are, know where we're at and how to get a hold of us. And so it gives them that avenue or that the trust factor where they're able to then, hey, I know who Neil is, I can give him a call. Or if, if you're not being known, you're not out there, you're not helping doing this or that, they might not be confident enough to give the, the NRCS office or FSA office a call and say, hey, I, I need to do this. When they know someone or they, they have some sort of a personal connection, whether it's on another board, where you've seen their name doing this or doing that, it definitely helps in some sort. Well,
1: and the big thing, too, is I, I don't want to give the impression, just go out there and get on a bunch of boards. No, not at all. You better be willing to put 120% into it or do not get involved. Correct. And I've served on boards for a little while. It may not have been quite the, the fit. I did what was expected of me, and if that's, you know, if I don't think it's going to contribute any, if I can't contribute more to it and I don't see it really, you know, benefiting our our mission what we're doing. I would like, hey, I've served my three years or whatever. Um, but give it your best. There's nothing worse than a board and they don't have quorum because somebody said, Oh, I want to be on the board and then they don't show up for meetings. I mean, wow, what a what a sneaky way to getting your name out there without doing any work. So mm-hmm. you definitely gotta be willing to carry the the water for literally for for these boards and, and do a good job. And and I you know, Chaz Moloch he I've had, I've recruited him for a couple different things. And his thing is three, he wants to be very involved in three things. And so I actually had him recruit him for one thing. And then I recruit him for a second thing. He says, well, all right, I'm going to have to give up one of them. And I'm like, yeah, you give that one up because I, I see your <laughs> contribution to this would be even in greater. So, um, so don't push yourself beyond your limits. I mean, Hunter and I, we were like jumping, I mean, our, our after work is about as busy as our day work because we're well he's coaching um and let fire department and different things like that which we're going to get to this one here soon too so um the pheasants forever um but you know you gotta if you're going to be involved do it well um you know don't let your fellow board members or crew or um other people let you down because that is one way to really ruin your reputation because um, I know how I know how we feel when we we're on a board or something and people um, miss meetings or uh, Don't carry through on things that they've said that we're gonna do
0: Yeah, I mean you mentioned it real quick um, the youth wrestling wrestling and stuff like that um, obviously I Loved wrestling did it in high school went to college up wire wrestling so coming back I always wanted to coach and give back to it and so um, I kind of got three different roles I guess as far as back in the community here I Coach, coach the high school team right now um, with my dad and Coach Denner. Um, and then also um, serve on the, the youth committee, or the Cresco Youth Wrestling Board, um, which I think is, is utmost important to have at least one or multiple people from the, the high school or, or school staff on this board as well because they're basically the ones who, who fund a lot of our overnight trips. They fund our, our workout shirts. So they, they, they contribute a lot of money. To what we're trying to do and um, it gives us kind of a nice avenue to have them in our back pocket and run funds through them and fundraisers and that sort of thing um, and not always having to get the school involved sometimes is is beneficial and um, obviously we we run our, <coughs> our golf tournament fundraiser which is something kind of new that we've done the last few years and is a huge hit um, people love to golf they love to get out there and if you can give them a good reason to spend money to fundraise money um, it, it opens up some pocketbooks pretty quick. And so being able to be a part of that and be present as a high school coach and part of that board is, is really important. And so tonight we, we have high school practice from three to five 30, and then we end up turning right around with our youth practice right after. And so like when you said, if you're going to be there, you need to be present. You need to give 120%. And so basically from three o'clock to eight o'clock, I'll be at the school with wrestling practice. Um, and then kind of a, another board, which I honestly never thought I'd ever be a part of. I always kind of looked up to it, but um, is the, the Iowa wrestling hall of fame. And so um, there's a lot of different hall of fames around the area and different organizations have hall of fames and stuff like this. But, um, Cresco is actually the home of the state of Iowa wrestling hall of fame. Um, and so some people kind of get it confused sometimes with the national hall of fame, which is out in Canton, Ohio. Um, that's actually the national one we have the state of Iowa Hall of Fame here in Cusco and so um, I serve on the board of that Um, we don't actually pick who gets inducted in the Hall of Fame we just basically approve it and so they have a selection committee um, of some pretty high-stake folks like Jim Miller Dan Gable those kind of guys Jim Gibbons and stuff like that and so um, Bill Rhodes and so they actually recommend who they should um, Induct in the Hall of Fame based on specific criteria and stuff and then we basically approve or disapprove um, And then basically put together the the meeting and stuff like that And so um, it was actually pretty cool last year was the first banquet that I was um, a part of and helped with and whatnot And at the end of it, I was kind of just thinking back. I was like, oh, yeah I love being a part of wrestling I love giving back and then I kind of thought back I was like well how does this really help with my job back at the district and stuff like that and it was like Two seconds later, all of a sudden, a guy came up. Um, he was from Des Moines, Iowa. Actually, he was there with one of the inductees. Came up and um, he was talking to Tom Fye, who they were talking about farming and whatever. And Tom actually recommended him to come talk to me about conservation and and wanted to put some waterways in and wanted to know about some programs and stuff like that. And so, obviously, I wasn't exactly going to put him right into the program down from Des Moines, but I was able to give him some uh, feedback and some help as to how to start off and stuff like that. And so we'll have to, hopefully he comes back to this, bank with this come in March, April, and, and see if it worked out for him and, and how things roll. So you never know, um, even if you're on a board that doesn't ne- doesn't necessarily have that direct route with your job, um, at some point or another, it's gonna have some sort of a fringe benefit and come back and give you some sort of a, um, a helping factor, some way to, to propel someone else into where they need to go. Well, the next group I wanna talk about is obviously pretty pretty
1: tight with what we do here and that's the pheasants forever um, so my whole involvement with watershed work and my work here at the conservation um, started with a grant that um, the turkey river pheasants forever chapter here in howard county gave to the Swan water district to promote crp and buffer strips so when um, they came looking for recruited me to come work here That was what I did for the first couple years: was promoting CRP and buffer strips. So obviously, well, pheasants forever. You know, I had heard of them. I didn't hadn't even got my hand on today. Um, Didn't even um, I didn't really understand how the organization worked and stuff. So I thought, well, the banquet was coming up. So uh, um, I talked to one of the officers at the time and he uh, i said hey um you know i'd love to i mean you guys are funding me I, i would love to come and share um what i'm doing and have a booth at your banquet and they're like wow yeah heck yeah that'd be awesome so for the last 21 year well this will be 21st year um we're we'll be having a booth again at the at the pf and it's got beyond the booth i mean now um the chapter We, when we have our banquet booklet, we actually put a lot of our stuff that we would have had on. a. don't even think we set our booth up last year because we did solely, um, the banquet booklet had a lot of the information about the accomplishments of the, of, of the soil and water district and what we've been doing in the county. But, um, to the point where then, then they asked me to be on the board. So, um, so I got on the board right away, met a lot of great people in the community, but what a, a perfect way, I mean, Their mission and what our mission is, is, is part of what we do is improving uh, wildlife habitat. And obviously they're um, interested in what the soil and water does because they gave us the grant. So I've done that, you know, was on the board. And I think then I, about 10 years ago, I became the secretary on the board. And then probably a couple years ago, Hunter and I both took officer roles. I'm president of the board now. Um, Hunter's the banquet chairman. And we, we get to really um, getting really involved in in the direction of the of the board. Um, Hunter does a great job with the youth hunt. With that, um, we do um, obviously the board, uh, the banquet, and um, we've got some other fundraising things. And just being out in the community um, is just another great way. And man, you go to those banquets, and it's so fun to have people come up, especially the landowners. We're always you know we're big on pictures so we always put a lot of pictures in our display booths Now I know we were up at the chester uh, pheasants uh, upper iowa chapter and we had our booth up there and man you know there's some local guys there that do a lot of conservation so i'm always making sure that i've got um some pictures of some of their practices and different things and they go right over there i see them looking through the pictures and they find it and then mm-hmm. they're like pointing at their grandkids and stuff come up and look at what what uh, i got a picture of our stuff here but um what a great organization Um, You know and there's probably I mean there's probably close to 20 plus individuals that are on that board So we also get to share what we're doing the other nice thing what our chapter does and Being that they know what we do is they've partnered with us for our our internship. So um, the idols um, every every year you get an opportunity to have an intern and we've we've taken advantage of of having those here in our colleges because We know we've got a lot of workload, and it's a great experience for them. So what what that all entails is 75% of the salary of the the summer intern, which is about 480 hours, I think, or 450 hours during the summer, about the time they get out of college and then before they have to go back. And then the Pheasants Forever chapter picks up the remaining 25%. So it doesn't cost our district a penny to have an intern. So not only are we getting a great amount of work out of them, they're getting a great learning experience from us. So there's a definitely an organization. If you're a watershed coordinator, get involved in your habitat groups, whether it's Trout Unlimited, Whitetail, um, quail, there, I mean, there's quail groups out there, there's turkeys, um, but definitely Pheasants Forever. is probably one of the larger ones in, in the state. And there's um, there's definitely a chapter. If it's not in your county, it's gonna be pretty dang close to it. And um, they have the, they, they're, uh, Boundaries are definitely going to be your your watershed is going to land in at least one if not two um, Like like I said, we we have two chapters here in, in Howard County um, We're more involved in the Turkey ones because we live over this way But um, when my first watershed project staff and Beaver Creek um, was primarily the upper Iowa River well, actually I still am in that front was Silver Creek, but um, we We're on the east side of the county. But anyway, um, that the same too. I, I've had um, uh, display booths up there um, also DU, we had a DU chapter for a while up there. So anyway, so that's, that's my connection with PF. And I know when Hunter got on board, I was like, Hey, and Steve Slefka, who was a relative of Hunter's a tremendous inspiration to be in, great supporter and encourager of what we're, of our mission here. Um, he was a big part of that board for many years. He unfortunately passed away last year, but um, I know he was dang proud to have Hunter get on that board too. And all the work he was doing here in Howard County for
0: Habitat in our own community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you hate to always get caught up on the dollars and and things like that, but they're truly a great fiscal agent for promoting Habitat, promoting an internship here, and then stimulating our economy. I mean, if you guys have come to our banquet, obviously you, you know how many guns we have there, all the merchandise we have there. I know sometimes we get some grief because we have such a large general raffle sometimes, but
1: um yeah i had to wait too long to win my prize it's like really it's like we got a lot of prizes so sit back and wait for your prize to arrive
0: we've done a really good job (laughs) on the pheasants forever committee to make sure that we prioritize and spend as much money locally and um this coming year we're um, we're really excited we've been trying to get some advertising and talk to other folks out there about what we got coming because i believe this is truly going to be probably our best banquet that we've ever had i mean we're going to have the most guns that we've ever had Um, pretty much I'm gonna say 98% of everything we've bought is local Um, there's only a few things that we had to get yet outsourced through shields and whatever as far as prints Um, just to kind of have that checkbox to have all the print of the years and guns of the years and whatnot but um, I mean I'm not gonna say any dollar amounts but it's definitely a a good chunk of change that we spend here locally Um, all the money we raise we keep locally other than our membership which gets sent back to, to the national um, but then we're able to turn around, use that money to buy more properties, do more habitat projects, help the County Conservation Board out with whatever it may be. Um, give scholarships out. I mean, we've thrown the idea of trying to help out as much. Well, we, we basically bought um, a trailer for the Clay Crusher team, um, which has since completely taken off their shooting mm-hmm. sports. Um, they got 50, 60, almost 70 kids out in each, each given year and it's growing every every single year since. And so. Being able to help support that and then fund those guys and keep being people moving just like they do for us, I'm sure when we got going from the beginning. Um, well, especially during the banquet, that's
1: when a lot of help is needed to set up, running the games and stuff. And I know, well, Jeff Stevens, who is also works here at NRCs, he's on the board now. He's a secretary. Um, our interns are always come back and help with either running a game or obviously running our booth and things like that. We even had Ben Cannon, who is our NRCS wetland specialist he was there helping sell um, card game decks of cards and and participate so it's kind of fun I've been to the um, PF banquet in decora, and you go over there and it's same as here you see the whole NRCS office staff are mm-hmm. are all wearing the PF logos and and out there really getting to work on it and Honestly, what another avenue to reach people because you know, we've got with what Hunter and I are doing We're you know, obviously we're working with farmers is, is tremendous We've got farmers who also hunt but we also have hunters and i've always told people at these pf bankers that hey if you're hunting on this land of these loaners tell them thank you for having that conservation cover out there and working with hunter and neil and you know that's you know and that's part it it all ties in together i've always said one hand washes the other um you know it's a symbiotic relationship and this one is a very close one where we're actually um, helping with an organization that has is uh, uh, reaping the benefits of what we're doing here. So Mm -hmm. it's very rewarding. I know we, we do, um, we don't every month, but we try to at least two or three times a year update the pheasants forever board on what our accomplishments are here and what we've been doing. So yeah, definitely pheasants forever is a, is a big one.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's extremely important. I mean, obviously there's a lot of people there that, that are present at the banquet, um, and then all the outreach and different things like that. And so, um, Obviously we've talked a lot about getting involved in the community. There's a lot of different avenues you can go down, um, whatever, maybe your expertise is, maybe it is the habitat, maybe it is the farming aspect of farm bureau, maybe it's just a a local, um, JC's group or whatever it may be, or Kiwanis group. I mean, there's tons of different boards, volunteer groups that you can be a part of. Um, some more important than the other, but in your own mind, they all mean a lot. And so, well, and like,
1: I, I can't stress enough that they are looking for helpers and people because they're honestly, some of the, like the Prairie uh, Springs Trail Committee, mm-hmm. we've been on that now for, um, well, I've been on it for quite a few years. Hunters started coming to the meetings, but it runs right through his watershed project and they get tremendous grants. They help the local county conservation board get, I think it was like one and a half million dollars. It was a lot of money i mean and they're looking for people to help um um guide where where's their next place where are they gonna what what's the focus gonna be for their group so you can actually play a pretty pivotal role in helping guide some of this what's going on just by being there um i was one time i was at a conference and they said the world is run by those who decide to show up wow that, i mean what a what a powerful statement. And that stuck with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go to a lot of these conferences, and some stuff doesn't really stick with you. But I remember that as clear as day. And I'm like, wow, it's like a light bulb came on. So yeah, you're getting a lot of involvement. I mean, you know, we can list some of the other ones we're on. I mean, the Norman Borlaug um, Heritage Foundation. um, That one took a while. Um, uh, More Kramer, he was lobbying me for about three, four years, and I finally relented and, and got on that board. And I've been on there for about five years now and i think my oh i got a new title with it i'm actually on the board with hunter's father-in-law now chad and uh so we're kind of like property um overseers project project managers honestly what it is so like when we do different projects we go out and get bids and meet with the contractors and and bring that information back to the board and i know this last month I, there was, we had a lot of activities going on out there so i was getting bids for about three different things. And one of the guys kind of leaned over and says, when do you have time to do all this? And I said, eh, you kind of, you kind of figure it out. Um, so that was kind of an important one. Um, but gosh, you just think over the years, I mean, there's a lot of different commissions I've been appointed to. Um, and I mean, high and low. I, I remember Governor Vilsack, who is now the secretary of agriculture, asked me to serve on a rural health care advisory committee. And this was back in probably the early nineties. And uh, we met like uh, four times a year for two years. I was on that. And, you know, gosh, we were like talking about how do you attract doctors to your rural communities? I mean, so there's all different things and, you know, gosh, you're like, well, what do I have to offer on that? And honestly, I think they liked hearing from me most of all because we had a small rural community hospital and we had, you know, five to seven doctors on hand all the time. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of an interesting one. But um, you know, we can't stress enough. Get involved. It's gonna be um, really rewarding. Um, yeah, do we get stressed out a little bit? Because you know, we got four meetings this week, and we're not gonna be able to get home and you know relax like we'd like to. But um, and the friendships I made. I've got friends that I've made. I remember going to my first um, Young Farmer Conference in Des Moines, and uh, one of the, someone that I really admired and we've probably just sat and talked for a couple hours that one night was steve Berger? he's from washington county washington county if in the world of conservation this is the county that which howard county is trying to emulate and we're getting closer um but whatever they're doing down there and i've i've been there to see it but steve Berger, he's a a leader in that community to get uh, people to accept no-till and cover crop and i mean they they are just a beacon for conservation but that was someone that i met you know 20 years ago and I run into them every once in a while at a conference. And, um, you know, those, those are some of the neat things too. The, the people you meet, um, the, the, what you're going to hear at some of this stuff, and just the greater appreciation of, of what other boards and commissions, and um, there's different stuff at the courthouse I'm involved with and different you know, committees and things, just to understand how your, your community works. I mean, you're getting to see the inside, you're getting to see the engine room. And I think that's pretty important and what it does for you is you're getting out there um they're seeing you visible in the community and they're going to create it's going to create trust now that's huge that's what we're always talking about is building trust with your clients and your your cooperators and uh, what a better way to develop trust than to um, show your volunteering because that was something last night i was at a a board meeting and Those that we're presenting they, you know, every one of them thanked us for volunteering I'm like thank God I mean, you're the ones that do all the heavy lifting. We're just here helping um, Make some dish decisions with you. So anyway, it's a tremendous deal get involved um, But if you do get involved, like I said, give it hundred twenty percent and uh, if it's just one one committee uh, Pheasants forever is pretty dang nice And mm-hmm. I think they're gonna very much appreciate because you're gonna bring them a lot of information. I know when we Go to our board meeting especially if some new stuff comes out about habitat we always definitely make mention of that Um, whether we're talking about it on our opportunity when we have our gun calendar drawing um, we talk about different topics and stuff we do that live on facebook Um, it's just going to give you that many more uh, avenues for outreach and communication and participation within your community
0: yeah and i mean you never know who you're going to influence either i mean couple of different groups I'm a part, I can think of like the, the youth wrestling, um, board. I mean, when you get those high school kids in there or the, the coaches present, at the, the practices, those kids eyes just light up and I mean, mm-hmm. every word you say, they're just grasping on the edge of it and they're, they're ready to, to, to eat it all up and absorb it all. I mean, you never know who you maybe are talking to that you're going to influence. I like, can remember when we were at the um, water conference down in Dubuque, um, I was just having a couple conversations or whatever and, um over drinks and whatever. And that next day I'd received the award. And as I was walking away, um, this gal came up, joy was her name. She's a project coordinator from Southwest Iowa came up and said, Hey, I really appreciate what you told me last night. It gave me a lot of confidence. And I mean, you don't even really remember what you said. I mean, it's just normal conversation you think, but you truly never know who you're going to influence or when you're going to make that difference. And so being a part of those boards, speaking up when you have the right knowledge, being involved I mean you never know when you're gonna make that that 1% difference that maybe goes a long ways and so um, that's what we try to do here at the office is, is trying to translate it and uh, sometimes when you're a part of a, a few more things and get involved it gives you a little more clout sometimes and it gives you well, that. it also gives you that confidence where you can go
1: out and speak and be that influencer Absolutely. Um, the, the leadership and the, the communication skills and the ability to share what you're doing I mean Obviously, we're doing it right here on this podcast, um, sharing what we're doing. And it's not to brag about what we're doing. It's to say, hey, there's a lot of great opportunity for you to be um, be part of your community. Um, you know, there was, that book came out many years ago. Is, um, uh, it takes a village. I mean, obviously, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of people to make things work. And, uh, you know, whether it's government or conservation or, you know, the PTA or um, Kiwanis, all that kind of stuff. They add so much to our community and how, um, um, how enjoyable your community is. And if you wanna be part of that and you want people to really gain, gain some respect with your peers within your community, I mean, that's definitely something you gotta step up and do. And um, I, I've always encouraged people to get involved. And um, I think, uh, you know with a lot of new people i mean what hunter and i do as project coordinators is probably one of the biggest job turnovers um in in conservation just because of the um some of the uncertainties with it with being funded by grants and things like that which is, that we'll talk about that in the podcast too because you shouldn't be afraid of that either um but anyway uh for new people and especially i mean hunter and i are so fortunate we work in our home community um, so it's, it's, it's pretty easy for us to get on a lot of these boards. Honestly, we get asked to be on a lot more stuff and I'm getting better at saying no, I'm not very good at it, but I have been able to, because honestly, when you're involved in something, it's like, Hey, I'm involved in this. So it's a, an easy out for you if you have a hard time saying no, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, just, uh, great to, um, be part of a lot of what's going on in your community and you can really feel proud about it um and you know influence them and and uh like i said gain that respect from the your peers with throughout the community and it'll take you a long way and obviously it's it's we're gaining every time we get involved in a in a board i mean like i said you know every time i go somewhere go to a board meeting of course it's going to turn to what what are you doing at the office what's what's the latest program what's what's going on and it's just raising your visibility. And uh, so, like I said, there's probably more people know who we are than we can possibly know. We know a lot of people, but um, there's still a lot of people that are watching what we're doing. And um, that's, that's very good. It's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it goes a long ways. And, and lastly, I mean, um, we've talked about getting involved, giving your input, but I think some, sometimes the most important things is sometimes you just need to sit back and use your two ears and, and listen And try to learn as much as you can Um, and I'm I'm a true believer that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk Um, and so being on these different boards gives you that Avenue to learn different things or learn different um, outreach efforts or or different ways to do things and so um, the more you can get involved the more you get yourself out there the more you can talk to other folks um, hopefully gain some confidence and, and gain some knowledge and and then take it on to that next spot or back to your job place or whatever it may be and so um, don't ever be scared to, to get involved and put yourself out there um, because that's how you get better and that's how you you propel yourself down the, the road of success so um, hopefully this gave them a little bit of uh, uh, confidence to to get out there and don't just be don't just be complacent and go to your 8 to four thirty job or whatever it may be and and go right home and, and watch netflix or whatever you guys do um, get out there get involved go meet people especially if you're not from the community That's so important to, to get yourself out there because if they don't see you or they don't know who you are And they just see, see you in the office It's probably not going to go as well as if they see you out there in, in different organizations helping out volunteering that sort of thing so. It's
1: not always a financial reward. Obviously. We're not getting paid to do these things, but when um, They sponsor you to go to Washington DC. I mean Hunter and I have been to the Capitol, we've been to the White House, we've been to the Supreme Court, we've uh, got to see a lot of that stuff, or um, one of the last things that Hunter and I were involved with with Farm Bureau is we helped Spiff Slifka um, do a mural tribute to Norman Borlaug on, a, on a, one of the buildings downtown, so every time you drive past that, now I'm like thinking wow, I remember when we met with the artists that did that and things like that and what it took is people volunteered to be part of that so it's not always a financial reward, but there's many other rewards in life than in dollars.
0: Absolutely, well, I think we're gonna sign off here. Um, we challenge you to get out there, go be a part of a new board or go go get yourself involved in some sort of community effort. Um, may not have to be a board, maybe they have some sort of an effort where they're trying to raise some money for something whatever it is, but um, I challenge you to get out there, do something um, outside your comfort zone and uh, try to propel yourself down that road to success. So. Thanks for listening. Um, another episode of Beyond the Dirt.